Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of two turtle doves or young pigeons in accordance with the dictate of the law of the Lord. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death, before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the spirit to the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you prepared in the sight of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted and you yourself, a sword, will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer, And coming forward at that time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Israel. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord.
Today we celebrate the feast of the presentation of the Lord. Joseph and Mary took the baby Jesus to the temple, probably in the midst of a rather big crowd of people, was always mobbed. And they would have been uh, pretty much completely unnoticed. Now, Jesus didn't have a halo over him when he was a baby. There was no sign pointing, this is the one. He was, they were ordinary folk coming in the temple and just another person, unnoticed by all, except for two except for two, Simeon and Anna noticed. You know, we don't know anything about these two folks, really, Simeon and Anna. We know they were old, which for some of us is a consolation. They're old. And they prayed every day. And they waited. They prayed every day. And they waited. They prayed every day. And they just waited in hope. There was probably some suffering attached to that. Because when you or I wait a long time, we know that's hard. When you pray for something day in and day out, and you wait day in and day out, and you pray and you wait and you pray and you wait, and you hope, and it's not here yet, there's a suffering there. But it's transformative. It's transformative, friends. For like Anna and Simeon, in some way this is our life of faith. We are called to pray every day and to wait every day for what we hope. And when we do that, it changes us like it changed Simeon and Anna. Because what did they get? Two things. Eyes to see. Of all the people, only these two saw him. And that will happen to you. If you pray and wait and hope, you will get eyes to see him in your life, in the ordinary of your life, your life. You'll meet him. You will then get eyes to see him here. And many don't. You will get it in your life.
if you pray and wait every day. And the second thing is, <laughs> you'll get your mission because you have a mission. It's not just about you and Jesus. It's about your mission in him. And their mission, Simeon and Anna, was to proclaim him. Simeon picks up the child and says, now, master, in front of everybody, you can let me die. It's done. I can go in peace. My eyes have seen your salvation. And he said that for everyone to see and hear. And Anna, every day after that, told everyone she knew about the one she met. You and I have a mission to do the same. Once we see, to proclaim it, give it away. Simeon and Anna are us. It's our discipleship. It's our faith. It's what we do. And it's what is done in us. Thomas Merton, the great... Uh, probably the greatest writer in prayer in our modern day. He was a Trappist monk. One time in his life, a person came up and said, Thomas, how do I go in prayer? How do I grow in prayer? He gave three words, only three. Take the time. <laughs> That's it. This great, profound thinker. Take the time. Anna and Simeon took the time every day, every day, every day. Friends, I don't care if it's five minutes. Do you think we could fast from our cell phone for five minutes a day? Maybe it's more. Maybe you could. Can you just turn it off? Turn off the radio uh, first thing in the morning, maybe you just for five minutes or ten, maybe a lot more. Turn it off. Take the time and be with that which you wait for. Be with that which you, in your heart, really, really want to pray. Be there. Every day, pray and wait. Pray and wait and hope. It will change your life. Just do it, like Anna and Simeon. I'm going to end with a little reflection on something we're all very aware of. That's Colby Bryant. We all know that Colby and his young daughter and seven others were killed tragically in an accident. You know, in my own life, I don't recall too many deaths in our country that impacted people the way that death has. Uh, for the past week and a half or two weeks now, almost most of the people I meet have brought it up and talked to me, sometimes for 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, I've seen things on public media of people uh, from all stratas secular and religious, uh, pondering it, just tugged by it for some reason. Somehow it's just hit a chord in so many people. And it's hard, you know, it's, a, it's hard. You're left with 
being brought to a place you don't really want to go. <laughs> how does this happen? You know, like, why does that happen? Or, gosh, how fragile we are. How fragile. How short our life. Friends, go there. Stay with it. Tussle with it. Let God speak to you in it. Take the time to be with things like that in prayer every day. And wait and see what happens. Here's the thing that was so consoling to me as I found out that kind of later in life, I just found this out. Colby was raised Catholic, but he became a kind of devout, committed Catholic, apparently. Do you know the morning he died? I just found this out at a quarter to seven in the morning. Quarter to seven. He took his daughter to church. And they both received the Eucharist. A little over two hours later, he was dead. He took the time. He took the time. I wonder what a difference that made. thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.